welcoming to the uh, hop with Gabe and Steven. Your St. Patty's Day is over. Ours is just beginning. Woo! And if you thought we were making it through 2023 without a St. Patrick's Day episode, you are dead wrong. Oh, Here it is. Aidy, 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 aidy. <laughs> We're going to take a tour of the Emerald Isle. We're going to go to some old favorites, some new breweries. We got some ciders. We got some whiskey. We got some news. We got some, we got it all today. Uh, We got our Irish accents ready to go. We're ready to offend a lot of people, but we don't care because we're here. Seamus O'Toole. Bobby O'Shea. I'm ready to get drunk. Let's go. Welcome If you don't know the reference, you should shut the podcast. You should be ashamed. You don't belong. Welcome in, Irish episode. We're going to get right into it. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We're uh, we're ready to go. Let's do the damn thing. And you know what? Before we talk about anything, we're going to do what we do on our special episodes. We're going to take a shot. Everybody! Oh, yes. We got the Irish whiskey in hand. Uh. Hey, what do you got? I've got, I'm, I'm heading back to Jameson. I did JMO uh, a couple years ago. For the past couple years, I've been doing Proper 12. Uh, so I wanted to shake things up a little bit. I've got the JMO Black Barrel Edition. Uh, it is uh, charred for a rich, smooth taste, and I'm ready to get in, into it. And I'm going Proper 12 because we have a drop, and I like hearing it. Gabe, hit me with the drop. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that Connor. 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 Hey, bud. Uh, here we go, uh, to everything green, to four leaf clovers, to, uh, rainy days in Ireland, to Gabe's Yukon glass. Go Huskies, hope, let's get it. I hope it. they're still in it at this point. Uh, yes, Slancha, Slancha. kicks us off. Ah. Smooth, delicious. That'll put hair on your chest. I love <clears throat> it. Mmm, mm. yum delicious. Uh, okay, we have a jam-packed episode to get to now that we're sufficiently lubricated. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We are The Hop. We are a craft beer podcast. If you haven't figured that out yet, you can find us on social media at The HO Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. We are a video product. Just check us out. Uh, Search for The Hop, a craft beer podcast. When you found us, subscribe, click the bell, all the things that you do. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on Apple or Spotify, Google, whatever. Tell your friends, tell your family, spread the word. And if you have suggestions or requests for this podcast and a brewery you would like to see on the show, you can send us an email, dhopod at gmail.com. If you've reached out before, we appreciate you and thank you. If you haven't reached out, maybe today's the day, you know, get on it. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know what ciders you're into. We want to get another cider episode. Let us know if we should transition to wine. Let us know if we should try tequila. Let us know. We're not just, you know, confound to craft beer, although it is our thing and it is what we do. We like to mix it up every little uh, now and again. We're doing whiskey on this episode. Maybe we'll do an episode for you. We're here for you guys. Okay, let's get newsy. Beer news. Highlights. Uh, news outlet Vice, Vice News, uh, an, an affiliate of them, uh, recently obtained documents that detailed Amazon's goal back in 2021 of lobbying multiple states to, quote, eliminate state licensing caps 
further legalize alcohol delivery and defend against legal challenges to their self-checkout physical stores. Yes. Let's break that down for a beat. What that means is that Amazon has, Amazon obviously a big corporation, and they have a vested interest in lobbying in Congress to make alcohol delivery through a website more accessible. This is good for us. That helps the hop with Gabe and Steven. Boy, sure it does. Yes, it does indeed. So uh, this was back in 2021. Not sure if that's still a priority for them, but it's interesting that Vice, you know, obtained these documents and put out this article detailing that that was a priority for them two years ago now. Um, So hopefully it's still on the... uh, on the agenda. I know we're not in the height of COVID times anymore, but we've talked a lot about, you know, how it would be nice to be able to have alcohol, but beer specifically delivered across state lines more easily because it's very challenging at the moment. Rather than so. like waiting for one of us to be on the same coast and being like, oh, while you're in town, I have 800 beers for you for the show. Yeah, no, it's 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 truly <laughs> uh. a problem. And look, we're in our fourth year, ladies and gents. It's gotten nothing but harder. Yeah, it has, it's we're we're running we're running low on breweries we can both yeah. get. So yep. mm-hmm. anything that connects the beer world is uh, positive for us. El Segundo is continuing their partnership with Steve uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're rolling out a yeah, dike. Hell yeah! Boom. We don't we don't like to talk beer releases on the show too much, but that just gave us an excuse to play that drop. I was just going to say, we have the drop, so we're going to talk about it. Who cares? Steve Stone calls Steve Austin's the man. And uh, that El Segundo beer, that the, the normal IPA was so good. And I'm not just saying that. It was like one of the better beers we've had, especially from El Segundo. So a diaper is going to be epic, bro. We love a diaper. <laughs> uh, so look out for that. It's coming. And uh, we're seeing a trend of... Pink Boots Beer. Uh, this is, again, in honor of Women's History Month. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. It's been a thing in, in past years, but it's just one of those things we like to give a shout out to because I've seen a few. I think Bell's released one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few others that came up, but it, it's one of those things. If you see it, buy it. Beer for a cause. It's only good things, people. It's been a minute since we talked about the great can shortage of 2021, <laughs> 22, 23. Uh... Okay, here we go. So let's talk about it. Uh, Ball Corporation has announced or they told basically they told their employees and union members late last week that they're exploring a closure of their wall kill plant. This is part of their collective bargaining bargaining agreement. It's not official yet. It might not be a thing, but we're telling you that it's in uh, it's in the water. And if this does happen, it's going to be the third closure for Ball corporation in less than a year ball corporation is a major player in the can making space the major player in the can making space and obviously there's been an aluminum shortage and a can shortage and everything else uh so them closing plants doesn't really help with this they did close their phoenix location at the end of last year and then st paul minnesota in january of this year so uh no blame also yeah not great they they're I think they're opening a new plant in like Vegas or somewhere near there. Oh, but it's been just severely delayed. So um, it's not I'll vet that make sure it was. Yeah. North Las Vegas. Um, they they are constructing a new plant there, but that's been severely delayed. So all of these closures does not help make cans more accessible. It hurts the cause. 
So not great, <sighs> keep, Bob. Keep recycling, everyone. Please, dear God. Yeah, recycle those cans. We need them. There's a new brewery in Connecticut. Yay! Our home state, we love it there. We love to talk about it. We normally play the funeral music every time a brewery closes, so we've got uh, some happy news for a change. This is happy music? Yes, I do, actually. Uh, Let me see if I can find one that's a... Fuck it, it works. It worked last time. New brewery! On top of spaghetti. No. Uh, (laughs) Caius? Is it Caius? Is that how you say it? Caius uh, Farm? Sure. Caius, I don't know. C-A-I-U-S. Caius Farm Brewery is a new brewery. Uh, they're opening in Branford, Connecticut, which is not far away from uh, where we grew up. Uh, we always talk about the closures. We wanted to give the openings a shout out. Local entrepreneur <laughs> Caius Mergy is presenting his brewery. It's a newly constructed uh, barn. It's going to be 6,500 square feet. It's going to house a 10 to 20 barrel brew house and an open style tap room. We've, I've seen photos online. It's brand spanking new. It looks dope. It looks like it's going to be very, very spacious. Uh, outdoors, they're going to include a three season heated German style beer garden with almost three acres of land uh, that's going to connect uh, the Branford River and one acre of wetlands with lawns of seating and outdoor games. Cue the cornhole, cue the darts, cue the jousting, maybe. Who knows? It's a new brewery. They might go nuts. Um, but it's going to be a dope place. Friends and family, uh, they're all going to gather together. Uh, the brewery promises, quote, a wide variety of beer styles with a focus on German ales and they're going to have food. Welcome. To Connecticut, welcome to the world. We will hope to try your beer when we're both back in our home state. Welcome to the beer world, Caius. Yeah, we talk about beer closures, all brewery closures all the time. So it felt exciting to have the opportunity to talk about a, uh, a brewery opening, opening yeah. up. You know, it's about time. Days. I wanted to give a quick shout out to an article that was in punchdrink.com last week. The article is written by Danny Chow, a writer for them, and it's called IPA is Dank Again. This is not necessarily news. It's just something that's exciting to me. Basically, the article is predicting the return uh, and the re-rise, if you will, of the West Coast IPA. They shout out some particular you know, brews that they've noticed. Uh, Lagunitas does a Waldo's special ale every year that's a triple IPA that uh, the 2023 release is, is shortly a coming, comes uh, on 420 every year. You know, this has nothing to do with weed, but the term dank has been taken, borrowed from weed culture to describe beer, and it honestly describes my favorite kinds of beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what Gabe and I are often talking about when we're saying that we can't find a good West Coast IPA or a good hoppy IPA sometimes. Right. It's that we can't find a good dank IPA. So I love that uh, this this article exists. We can't, you know, we're not going to dive into it in depth. It's a rather long article, but I would encourage you to check it out if this is something that's of interest to you. Just basically talking about the rise of the dank IPA, possibly overtaking the hazy IPA, making a comeback. Mm, the structure of a hop cone and a cannabis flower are remarkably similar. <laughs> okay. Yes, and, they, and listen, they kind of are. <laughs> listen, you know it. When you put your nose in something like the six-point resin, which is dank, af, yeah. 
you feel it, man. You feel that that <clears throat> that bite in your nose down to your knees, oh. and that's what I love. Shudder, so shudder. He, but he goes into all, all kinds of you know stuff that we don't really have time to go into. Stuff about you know the the hopping process, dry hopping, different types of hops. Talking about mm. you know some of the hops that make more dank IPAs versus the hazies. Uh, gives a shout out to Russian Rivers Pliny the Elder, which we are fans of. Had it two nights ago, um, and uh, a bunch of other things. So it's a great comprehensive article. Again, that's in PunchDrink.com. It's an article by Danny Chow entitled "IPA is Dank Again." Danny. I hope you're right. Danny boy, the pipes are calling. Am I right? Anyway, sorry. Rounding out the news and notes, Diageo, very big brand. They have a lot of uh, items under their belt, so to speak. They are pledging an additional $1.75 million. They are using this in endowments to three additional HBCUs, historically black colleges or universities. Uh, They originally pledged $10 million in 2021 to 25 schools as part of their commitment to uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, things like that. Uh, There are going to be three new schools that are getting uh, some money. Taugaloo College College in Jackson, Mississippi, Cheney University of Pennsylvania, which is in Cheney, PA, and Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're each getting $250,000 in grants for need-based scholarships. This is something that we're uh, really excited about. Diageo is a very big brand. Uh, There are a couple of great quotes. Diageo recognizes the critical role HBCUs and minority-serving institutions play as ladders of opportunity for unrepresented communities. We believe our additional investments will help provide students with employable skills and support the development of the next generation of entrepreneurs and leaders. That was Stephanie Childs, Executive Vice President of Corporate Relations of Diageo North America. Uh, very exciting to see. Uh, we love it when beer gives back. Beer for a cause, as we always say. Diageo coming through with some coin. Love it. It's uh, yeah. It, this is the thing they started, you know, back in 2021 when a lot of companies were doing it, like Gabe said. And it's just uh, good to see them continuing the cause with the ultimate goal of increasing diversity in the beer industry, which is what we are very interested in having happen. Um, so. Good on you, Diageo. Well done. Yeah, very exciting to see. All right, we told you this episode would have it all, and uh, an episode of The Hop would not have it all if it didn't have a, uh, a return to our This Week in Gross segment. This Week in Gross. <sighs> New Belgium. Guys. Let's talk. Ugh. New Belgium Brewing featured first on the hop on round 22. They made a return on round 44. If you want to check them out, we are fans, generally speaking, but they're doing something that I have a problem with. Apparently, New Belgium is considering a Voodoo Ranger hard tea line. Wah, wah, wah. No. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Ew. Yeah, no, it's, um, I've, I've been very vocal on the hop about my feelings on hard tea. I think it's gross. I've always thought it was gross. I thought it was gross when it first came out, which was long before RTDs and seltzers and all that stuff was cool. 
Yep. Somehow it continues to exist. I find it revolting, and I would like uh, I would like to to say no to New Belgium <laughs> doing this loud and clear in no uncertain terms. The only devil's advocate thing I can say is that a lot of people like it, which calls for demand of it. So if you're a business who wants to make money, you're going to do it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but the but, real but, the real craft heads know, like, this is a big swing are, and a miss. Like, what if those people are just wrong? Oh, no, like, they are. They 100% are. I'm just saying... Sometimes people, like people don't know what's good for them. That's yeah. that's my thing. And so we need to be the adults in the room and say, do you like tea with alcohol in it? No. The hard the hard iced tea with a shot of lemon flavor is 7% ABV and will be packaged in 24-ounce cans, a project we're taking a look at and we'll share more when we can. All right. I mean, we'd rather you didn't, but... 7% ABV, that's an intense-ass tea. Yeah, that's... that's, that's 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 something at least there's that you know if you have nothing in the house and you really want to feel something while you're watching college basketball <laughs> you have that at least <laughs> right Steve? i i would rather be sober than yeah. be consuming hard tea uh, i will say if i'm going to give them anything on this the packaging uh still has the classic voodoo ranger guy uh repping hardcore he looks great and he's so got that- a golden tooth he has he looks badass. I'll I'll just say it. But the drink is not badass. It's no. tea. The drink is uh as Ron Weasley would say, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. We but love you know we're not, him. <laughs> we're not in London today, we're in Ireland, Gabe. Get it moving. Yes, we're, we're in Ireland. I've got to practice my accent. Ah, the Emerald Isle. I finally get to do a toast! On this historic holiday, Stephen it's is always, always doing me. it, and it's always it's it's my turn. I grew a red beard, so I've earned this. Here's health and prosperity to you and all your posterity, and then that doesn't drink with sincerity that they be damned for all eternity. May the luck of the Irish lead to the happiest heights, and the highway you travel be lined with green lights. Slancha. Slancha. I felt like I was right in the middle of Banshees of Inishirin. Just have you seen ba- that? Yes, yes, I have. I have not, and I've heard it's amazing, and I really want to see it. We just watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, so now that's next on our list. We're trying let, to go through all the Oscar noms. Let me give you a hot tip for Banshees of Inishirin. You can't understand a word, right? Subtitles. Yeah, you're gonna wanna <laughs> you're gonna wanna pop those babies on because it's a lot of like uh, he be rowing down at the pub. Yeah, she be rowing. It's just a lot of it's very confusing. I mean, Colin, I, Colin, please, Colin, Brendan, let's dial it back. Let's get no, it's it. That's a very good movie. Amazing. Uh, okay, you ready to you ready to drink some Irish beer? I'm always ready to drink some Irish beer. Ah, 
I am kicking things off because I don't have beer. I've got a cider. I'm switching things up. I saw this that was available in my area. Didn't have a lot of options this year. I said, this will be fun. So we're doing it. I've got the Magner's Original Irish Cider. Oh, look at that. It dances with my background. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, this is the original Irish cider. Uh, they have a couple flavors, but this is the OG, the go-to. It is 4.5%. No IBUs to speak of. Uh, Beer Advocate had yet to review it. The one review I read online said, cider is not beer. Damn. Okay. Let's relax, everyone. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, but like, why the attitude? It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Untapped gave it a 3.3 on the SRM chart. Hard to tell on camera, but it's very, like, orange. It kind of looks like rosé. Like, it's the same color as rosé. So, I guess it's hard to chart it on the SRM beer chart, but I'm going to put it a low score because it is light. It is very see-through. You see the bubbles rising to the top. It's got that rosé quality to it. The notes from the brewery say the classic cider made with 17 different varieties of fallen apple pressed and then kept in the dark to mature for a couple of years. It is the crispest way to celebrate any moment. It is sold as Balmers in the Republic of Ireland and the commercial on their site is incredible. You click on that site. They're unloading a truck full of apples. The apples rise to the sky and they have to like jump and grab them. It's it's amazing. Very well done, guys. We'll get into why uh, it's called different things. But in America, it's Mangers. Uh, we take time to ferment the cider and even more time to let it mature. Up to two years, in fact, tasting it along the way. Here it is. I'm so excited. Let's give it a sniffy sniff, shall we? If you're particularly interested in ciders, we did a cider episode of The Hop a long time ago when we were, as I always say, we podcasting babies. Uh, and it was round six. And, you know, beer beer and cider are different. They're obviously sampled differently. Um, cider is probably better categorized alongside wine than beer it often gets thrown out as a you know gluten-free alternative to beer but it really is better categorized with wine it comes from a fruit obviously the same way wine does and when you're sampling cider you're kind of looking at it more on a level of like what's in the bouquet and also is it on the dry to sweet spectrum as opposed to with beer you know we're looking at hoppiness and 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 the malt and the biscuits and whatever else we taste um cider is a little bit different so if you're very interested in that i would recommend you take a journey back in time to round six round six my god feels like feels like it was years ago anyway this smells like apple no surprise there it smells citrusy it smells very sweet it smells fruity it smells fun it smells like summer It smells sweet apple, granny apple, not green, maybe some yellow or red. It smells like a summer drink. It smells like a refreshing uh, go-to for some people. I think this would be a great little spritzer if you're looking for something light rather than uh, to feel heavy and full. Or if you're gluten-free, which is always where where cider comes into play in the beer world. It's always... Yes. Helpful as an alternative to beer for those that cannot beer. Gluten. You can't you can't eat gluten. So uh yeah, that's uh 
Not getting a whole lot. It smells, it does kind of smell like white wine. That's interesting. So, yeah, so I wonder if it's, it'll be interesting to see if it's on the more dry sort of Sauvignon Blanc side or more like a sweet Pinot Grigio. See, we know wine, sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of, maybe. This is from the Ireland, the, the Emerald Isle, and I'm ready to get into its lancha. Lancha. Magners or Mangers or, yeah, Magners, uh, they uh, are known as the oldest Irish cider of Apparently, uh, they started over 80 years ago. Obviously, cider a little bit behind the eight ball from beer in Ireland. Ireland has like hundreds and hundreds of years of drink of brewing beer. Cider uh, apparently started 80 years ago with Billy Boy, William Magner. Um, and we this episode, you know, we're doing three different companies. So we're not going to go too in depth into really any of, of these breweries or companies but like gabe said they're called what are they called they're called balmers in ireland um they're imported into america as magnus irish cider so yes and it's basically a legal thing uh by 1999 they had become so popular that they wanted to share it across the world uh the company couldn't use the balmer name they eventually merged with uh hp balmer uh william did and so they they took on his name for the business they called it balmers but they couldn't use it outside of ireland legal reasons let's not get sued uh so in ireland it's balmers everywhere else it's mag man mangers magners magners (laughs) magners um but I mean, who cares? It's the same logo. It's just the different words. And uh, the taste is excellent. It is sweet. It is, it's got a really nice carbonation to it, but not too much. Um, the back end taste is sweet and apple, but it doesn't last long. But that's not a bad thing. It's, it comes, it shows up, it Irish exits. Uh. See what I did there? Um, but it is very refreshing. It is very light. It is very sweet. It is very fun. Uh, this is definitely... I'm going to say it. I think this is a summer offering. I don't know that you're going to want to taste this in any other season. Um, Maybe fall, you know, apple and the trees and whatnot. Um, One thing I really like about this is learning about the brewery or the cidery and uh, learning about how they make this. They don't pick apples off a tree. They wait for the apples to fall or they'll give the tree a quick shake. And then if they fall, then they're ready because they want the apple to be at its ripest. Huh. You don't want to force it. If it doesn't fall off the tree, it's not ready. If it falls off the tree, grab it. Let's do it. Like I said, they use 17 different cr- varieties. Uh, it is very refreshing. I like it. If you like cider, you'll like this. I think you will. It's very sweet, but not too sweet. And the experience of drinking cider is just, it's just less heavy. You know, it just gives you a sort of lighter drinking experience. And that's why I think you say summer. It's just, you know, if you're, if you're at the beach and you're drinking a cider, you're not going to feel as bloated. You're not going to feel as um, fat as we... <laughs> <laughs> can sometimes feel not gonna feel as pounding huge. an Irish stout. You're not gonna feel like a yeah. whale. <laughs> also, um, a good movie. Go. Also, also yeah. Also, also on the list. Also on the list. Excellent. Very good. I. I was gonna say something. I don't remember what it was. It must not be that important. Their commercial is great. You gotta go to their website, the Balmer site, and see them like. Trying to grab apples that are floating in the air. Well done, guys. I'll have to check that out. Uh, I am going to. You mind if I if I if I drink with you? 
because um, nobody likes to Please, drink alone. Please, I need a drinking buddy. I'm doing a brewery that I'm actually really excited about this. This one is really cool. It's called Sullivan's Brewing Company. It is a brewery out of Kilkenny, Ireland, and it's 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 legit, man. It's one of the uh, old uh, hundreds of year old breweries out of Ireland that you may never have heard of, and we'll get into why. They're known primarily for their red ale. I am drinking their gold ale. Because Gabe's drinking a cider, it's gold. I thought, you know what, why not join him on the golden train? So uh, Leprechauns like gold, that's, you know? I, it's the end of the rainbow, and I'm here with my pot of Sullivan's Irish gold. Love it. It is 5.2%. Here it is in the glass. Uh, Beer Advocate has it at 87, untapped at 357 SRM chart, it's around a five or a six, uh, maybe even darker than that, maybe even more, moving to like an eight or nine, actually. It's pretty golden amber, as the name would expect. It's cloudy, not hazy. Uh, looks nice in the glass, looks very clean. It poured with a uh, nice little half a thumbnail of white kind of fizzy foam that has since uh, dissipated into a ring around the glass. The malts in here are Irish Ale, Vienna, and Caramalt. The hops are First Gold and Admiral. British. <laughs> As Gabe salutes. From the brewery. Hi! Traditionally brewed with lightly roasted Caramalt and finished with First Gold Aroma hops. As lagers were brewed in the 1800s, this is a traditional kettle-hopped golden ale with early and late hop additions for a clean citrus finish and a rich copper-slash-gold color. Brewed by a true master, the beauty of this ale lies in its balance, sessionability, and subtle apricot and tangerine finish. So nice. I'm excited about it. You know, I wanted to do the gold because we've had Irish red ales on the show before. We've talked about that. We had Smittix on the show. We had someone else, maybe O'Hara's uh, Irish red. Yep. We've had the stouts, and we'll do another stout in a bit, um, but we haven't really done an Irish gold, so I wanted to dig into that beer style a little bit. It's going to be very... Yeah, that's true. I, I usually look for the Irish reds, but yeah, yeah. that's that's a good point. We haven't really done the an Irish gold. It's, uh, it's going to be similar to British beers. It's going to be similar to a British ale, uh, because Irish beers do tend to be either reds or stouts. So, Well, then why the hell is it on the show? Because it's brewed in Ireland and therefore it counts, Gabe. <laughs> All right. That's let's true. smell it. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this one. This this company's, uh, they're obviously, even Magners, they're good for their own episode. But uh, Sullivan's is uh, one that we had fun learning about. Uh, Kilkenny, uh, it's a good city. We've mentioned them before in the past. So uh, excited for this guy. Yeah, it smells great. It smells like somewhere between a... Uh, Irish red and a like an Oktoberfest. It's biscuity. Ooh. It's got it's malty. But there is the reason I say it's it's in the middle of those things is because there is a, a hoppiness to it. There's a fruitiness. There's grassy sort of hops. There's some apricot, as they had mentioned. Definitely some citrus going on. You know, not super sweet. Definitely not tropical. But maybe orange. Maybe some lemon. And that's coming from the the first gold hops that are in there. Um, it's vibrant, it's herbal, it's the perfect blend of malt and hop. It's really nice, uh, and balanced and it's got like a, a, a sweetness 
mixed with something that's very clearly like this is not an IPA, like a, a, a solid multi character. That's why I said Oktoberfest. That's very clearly like we are heavily leaning on a solid bed of of biscuity crackery malt. Nice. So let's see how she tastes. Slancha. So, Sullivan's, established in 1702. That's a long time. Uh, They opened for business over 300 years ago in the maltings of James Street, smack dab right in the middle of Kilkenny City. As Stephen said, you know, they started with their red ale. They expanded from there. What's really cool is in 1845, the brewery functioned normally by day and at night served as a soup kitchen. Let's go get some soup. That was during the potato famine, and they stepped up. Yeah, this... Hell yeah. This brewery, the reason I was so excited to talk about it is because I had never heard of it. And the reason that I've never heard of it, even though it's a brewery that started 300 years ago, or more than that, uh, (laughs) in the 1700s, is because in 1915-ish, or 1918, the guy who was the master brewer at the time, Mr. Sullivan... A little bit more interested in gambling than brewing. Mm. And he uh, was at a horse race in France, bet it all to impress a lady. Didn't go his way. And it was was pretty much uh, sell the brewery or face uh, this French Duke guy in a duel. And so... The brewery was shut down in 1918 and closed up for good. Cut to... God, I really, I really, I really want to know what the name of the horse was that lost. Oh, I can find it for you. I didn't put it in... I'm sure it was something crazy because all the names were weird. I was so. trying to boil it down, but I'll, I'll find it for you. <laughs> but cut to... So the reason I'm drinking this beer now, it's not that it was brewed in 1918. Uh, cut to 2016, the Smittick family partnered up with the descendants of the Sullivans, and they were like, let's reopen this brewery in Kilkenny. They reopened the brewery in the city where it all began. They hired one of Ireland's uh, contemporary master brewers today. His name is Ian Hamilton, and they're bringing artisan brewing back to Kilkenny because it was kind of uh, running low in the town. So this is literally a brewery resurrected from the dead. Amen. And that's why I'm able to drink their beer today. Isn't that a crazy story? That's wild. Smittick, we just mentioned y'all. And look at what you're doing. You're Sa- helping out saving your lives. fellow cohorts. But Sullivan's, wow. you know, again, we don't really have time to go fully into the brewery. It's definitely worth uh, their own episode in their own right because it's just, it's part of the storied history of brewing in Ireland. And we don't do many breweries on this show that have a history dating back to 1702. So it's, yeah, it's kind of wild. That's true. This beer, the gold in the mouth. Definitely follows through on the nose. You get some sweetness, you get some breadiness, you get the malt, the crackery kind of uh, bready, rich malt. Uh, then that couples with a sort of dry caramel thing, and all of that is delightful. And then the hops are grassy; they're somewhat citrusy, but it's more of like a stone fruit thing and mm. uh, an earthiness. It's got a little bit of light esters in it too not that it's sour at all but there's just the fruitiness tends to lean in the estery uh category so you've got some apricot again you've got some nectarine it's really well balanced it's medium bodied in the mouth very slightly creamy not too much it is more british than irish but it's very drinkable it's very dry it's very flavorful it's crisp it's easy drinking it's delightful 
Um, nice. So if St. Patty's Day comes around every year and you're like, oh, I don't want the rich like Guinness stouts, I'm not really a regular yeah. person, you can have this. It'll be more in line with like the IPAs that Americans are used to. But it's right. Irish. But it's Irish. It's from the Emerald Island House. I don't know. Shiver me timbers. You know, you know what I would say about this this beer game. I bet you. What would you, you know say? What I would say I would say between the balance of the malt and the hops. Ultimately, if I had to put a word on it, they're magically delicious. It's truly amazing we made we, it this far. I, I we're like well, thirty five well, minutes in. Number one and number two. I didn't even like have to. There, that was no planned activity. Like I knew exactly where you were going with that. Like I just I was waiting oh, I for know. him. And yeah. <laughs> It's it's wow. I'm not complaining. That that dude shows up when it's when we're in, you know, June, let it's, alone it, March. This is the so. one time of year I can play him and Gabe won't like yell at me or look at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you play him and I'm like, yeah, that's it's up. truly my favorite drop in our soundboard. If I had to be honest about it, uh, don't ask me why. Who the fuck is that's that yours? guy? Who the fuck is that? Not my favorite, but I thought it was funny, and also I, that's well, my contribution to the Irish. Well, episode, I have so. two. It's that one. Since we're on the subject, it's 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 Mr. Leprechaun, and also I'm this blue, one gets me because the graphic is amazing. If you haven't seen it, just uh, YouTube the Hop Craft Beer Podcast. <laughs> it's really excellent. Oh, uh, we have too much fun. <laughs> uh, okay, we we should probably move on to our next beer, which is uh, Gabe's going to join me in the beer world, and yes. we're going to go with a classic. And um, I guess let's just let's just dive into it. We're going to live pour here on the on the mics because because we're doing Guinness, and Guinness should be poured live and in person. We're not doing the Guinness that we've done before, though. We are doing the Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Stout. Amen. Amen, indeed. We had to go Guinness. We usually do. We've done the stout. We've done the golden version. We've done that. that one of these came from Maryland or some shit. We've done the white. There's a white version, I think. We've done every version we can. And I saw Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. I'm a big fan of cold brew. I never, if I can help it, I don't drink coffee hot. I drink it cold. I drink it iced. That's how I do it. That's how I live my life. I'm going to join you in the pouring. Here we go. Yeah, I'm trying to to live pour as authentically and aggressively as I can without spilling this all over the equipment here. So once I saw cold brew version, I was very excited because... uh, that's got Gabe written all over I it. want to, uh, if you're on YouTube, check us out. If you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube and check it out. I just want to call attention to the Cascade. This is sort of the famed Guinness Cascade. This is There's a very specific process to pouring a Guinness. And uh, if you're on our YouTube, you can search for, we did a video several years ago on how to properly pour a Guinness. But what you're going for with Guinness is you're going to pour aggressively and it's going to foam all the way down to the bottom. And then it's going to cascade in this beautiful cascade up to the top until it settles into what it is now in my glass, which is just, it's, it's, it's rich chocolatey goodness underneath. And just on top, it's just a pillow that you could lay down on. It's just rich, dense, creamy foam. Take a nap on. Yeah. 
You've been working hard, baby girl. Take a nap. So there you go. It's been poured for you live on camera. You can check it out on YouTube, and I recommend that you do. Okay, this version, and again, we've done the regular Guinness. We've done the open gate Guinness. We've done Guinness White. We've, That's what we've it done, was, open gate. We've done everything we can think of. So this is um, yeah. This is something different for us because we're, we're running out of Guinnesses. It's 4% ABV. <laughs> Beer Advocate has it at 90, untapped at 382 Obviously, uh, SRM tried it to 40. It's Jet Black from the brewery. This brew not only combines everything you love about coffee and Guinness into one beer, but coffee beer is also the perfect balance of bitter and sweet with a roast coffee flavor. Brewed using cold brew coffee extract and coffee flavors, Guinness Nitro cold brew coffee beer is best enjoyed straight from the can or poured into a clean glass to fully activate the magic of the widget inside the can and that is, uh, if you're unfamiliar, that's the sound of the widget. It's in the can. It's uh, basically a little ball that just is there to as closely as possible. It's a little ball, and it's called a widget. And it as closely as possible replicates the experience of pouring a beer from a draft into a glass, uh, but but doing it from a can. So This smells like heaven. Like, think of... Your favorite coffee, uh, like treat, not drink, not your. You don't go into a coffee shop and order a coffee and get this. This is like the caramel frappuccino. This is the salted caramel cold brew extract thing. Blah 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 blah. There are so many variations, but it's just it's the epic coffee drink, the treat. It's not you know it's it's got more to it. There's cream on top. There's like this. There's that. It smells like coffee. It smells like espresso. It smells like cream. It smells like goodness. It smells rich, chocolatey, uh, maybe a little molasses, a little little spice of like vanilla or cinnamon. It really comes forward in the smell. It, it really smells epic. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I am. I am. A, a memory has been oh. triggered. Uh, this to me, this is the smell of you know when you're at a coffee shop in the mall. That's very specific. It's in the, the mall. mall. Because that's where I feel like you get that smell of like sweet coffee treats. You know, when you like walking by, yeah. it's like, um, what's the one that's similar to, it's not Starbucks. Can't think of the name of it right now. Not that we need to say them out loud anyway. But uh, there's like very specific yeah. coffee shops in the mall where you like, you smell, care. It's, it's coffee, but it's sweeter than that. It's caramel. It's, you know, all the things you just said. It's cinnamon and nutmeg. It's. It's just delightful coffee spices. That's what I get off the nose here. Oh, 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 oh. I know what you're talking about. 7-Eleven. It was 7-Eleven. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a coffee bean type situation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. very sweet. And it smells, yeah, like a coffee treat. I, I do think this is probably going to be one of those beers that the flavor oh, so is not quite as sweet as the nose. Like it probably is a little bit drier yeah. than the nose would lead you to, to expect. But man, it smells good. Man, it looks good. Look. So I know, I don't know about you, but on St. Patty's Day, the real day, I was out. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, we had him on the show. So our buddy Scott, who uh, he's we a, had as a guest he's our leprechaun. in year one. He's our leprechaun because he was born on St. Patrick's Day. So we went out for his birthday very late at night. And I had, I think, three or four Guinnesses that night. So 
Uh, but I didn't have this version. I don't know about I don't know what you did for good old St. Patty's. Day. I went out with some friends, ironically, to a place that did not sell Guinness. They had a craft beer Ooh. version of an Irish coffee stout. But, you know, we saw people people were drinking the green beers. You know, I love it. And yep. Guinness, I will stand for Guinness. Guinness is not craft beer. It's big beer. And this is imported from big companies and all that stuff is true. But look, the the fact remains like. The Guinness experience, drinking a Guinness, looking at a Guinness, smelling a Guinness is unlike anything else. And people have this expectation in their head that it's really heavy or dense or rich or whatever because of what it is. But it's actually pretty dry and light. And it's just an excellent beer, has been for hundreds of years. And there's a reason for that. And it's not, there's there's no corn syrup in it. It's classic. It's true to what it is. It's true to what it always has been. So Guinness is one of those bigger beers that holds up and I am excited to drink this version of it and Guinness is magically delicious. Oh, where it is really he? Is. They're magically delicious. <laughs> Sorry everyone. You going to call attention to it? I will play the man. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Salancha. Yum delicious. Yeah, so exactly what I was kind of expecting um it's very good. It drinks like a regular Guinness with a little hint of coffee. It does not. It, the smell of it is so sweet and coffee that if you're like, I do think it's misleading. I think if you smell it, you're going to be expecting a very sweet, very coffee drink. And that's not what you're going to get. It is uh, true to Guinness character. It's rich and smooth and creamy in the mouth. Um, it's got the the dark roasted malty flavor to it. It's got that hit of espresso. It's got some creamy sugar in there. Um, not that there's sugar in it, but th- those are the flavors you get. Um, but there's a cold brew hint on the finish that you get this like coffee touch on the back end as it's going down. Uh, in the mouth, you know, it's just, again, it's just not as thick as you think. It's creamy, it's rich, but it is ultimately dry. I would not call it sweet by any means, whereas the nose is. Uh, it's much more drinkable than it might be in your head when you look at it and even when you smell Yeah, well, that's that's where I always go. Every time I see a Guinness, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want to feel like drinking. Li- I, I don't want to drink bread right now. But then you drink one and it's like it's not that heavy. Like we've had stouts and even some porters that have been a lot tougher and a lot harder to go down and more filling and yada, yada, yada. Um, this is everything you just said. I would agree. I think it's, it's a Guinness with a hint of coffee flavor. It's more fun on the nose. The taste is just classic Guinness with coffee, which not really mad about because Guinness is great. We're big fans of it. Um, this is the fourth appearance on our show for Guinness. Mostly. I don't know that we've ever drank in Guinness that hasn't been St. Patrick's Day. I think you're correct about that. They've been on the show four times and we've had four St. <laughs> Patrick's Day episodes. Uh, yeah. so. so that checks out. Um, but yeah, they, they're they the import from Ireland. As Stephen mentioned, they got their open gate facility. They have different versions. Uh, we try to get as many versions as we can every year. If they come out with more versions next St. Patty's Day episode, we'll, we'll get the next version. Like we... And, and it can be even just like a quick like, yeah, you know, Guinness, let's just sip it because it's fun and we want to drink it. We don't even have to like break it down like we do with other beers. We can just drink it and have a good time and talk about uh, our thoughts and feelings. 
and uh, we can get it, we can get into it. But it's delicious. I love it. I'm glad I have three more. Did I get a four pack? A six pack? Probably got a four pack. I have three more. So amen to me. I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have. I don't have more of these, but I have some regular Guinnesses because I bought them for St. Patrick's Day, and then we ended up going out. So I have plenty of Guinness to look forward to in my life. I have and, a lot more Guinness as well because before we went out on St. Patty's Day, uh, my beautiful girlfriend cooked an entire corned beef and potato meal and she used Guinness in the cooking of the meat. She made it with cabbage. She made the carrots. She made the potatoes. She fucked it up. It was so Exclamation point. I eat well in my house and it's all because of her. And uh, Guinness is, yeah, they're primarily based in Dublin. Gabe mentioned their open gate facility. That's in Baltimore, and that is a little bit more experimental, but that's their American sort of hub. And so, um, you know, you can check out some of our other episodes. It was round 11, round 64, round 105, if you want to hear about them uh, in other fashions. We have to move on because we are running long it, <laughs> uh, but all of these breweries i say it you know every time we do an episode like this all of these breweries are well worthy of their own episode um maybe not Amen. guinness they've had their fill they've been on the hop a lot yeah, guinness guinness we'll bring you back for st patty's <laughs> but like we've done but, all your beers at this point pretty much but the others especially sullivan's i would love to to get a full episode going. Oh, yeah. but for now we have to get uh our in-house irishman <laughs> it's not the leprechaun it's bob ross and uh, we got to get him in here to get his thoughts on the can art of uh of saint patty's day can art and crafts so bob ross stands uh less than a foot tall so he is literally the definition of what a leprechaun would be so it checks out perfectly he's just not wearing green but who cares he's bob ross and he's better than you yeah i said it all right let's go in order as we normally do manger's original hard irish cider uh this is a very fun bottle that i'm looking at yellow and green manger's with uh That design appears to be like coins. They look like gold coins stacked in the middle. Mangers is in big, bold letters. In Ireland, it's the other phrase. It's the other title, Bulmers. Uh, It looks different, same font and everything. It's fun. It's cool. It looks Irish in a way. Stevens Gold Can. I actually haven't seen this one. Oh, Sullivan's. Look, we've got some buildings. It looks cartoonish. It looks very golden, uh, so to speak, with the lettering and with the background drawings. Uh, It looks like a fun little town. It looks hand-drawn. It looks fun. That, to me, looks like a beer that, if it's next to other beers, you would pick it out in uh, next to the other ones, which earns it extra points. Then we've got the classic Guinness, the classic Harp. The classic Harpy is right on the can. Uh, Guinness is uh, normally it's just like a very dark brown or black can. But this one, as it goes up, it fades into light brown because of the nitro cold brew aspect of it, which I have an appreciation for. Guinness, the, the Guinness harp, you see it, you know it, you love it, you enjoy it, you appreciate it, you play it if you play the harp. We would love to have a guest on the show to play the harp for us while I dive into the can arts and crafts. It's incredible. 
I'm going to loop them all together. I'm going to give collectively a 9.7. I think all together they combine for that. Uh, you know, St. Patty's Day is here. We're ready to celebrate. We're ready to get drunk about it. Bob Ross is here as our in-house leprechaun. He agrees. He's Irish as fuck. And if you don't like that, you're probably not Irish or you're just a hater. And that is another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. And in terms of what else these breweries have to offer, Sullivan's, it's the gold, it's the Irish, it's their stout. They have a uh, black marble stout, classic Irish stout. Guinness, you know Guinness, uh, their main things are they have the, the regular Guinness draft, the Guinness extra stout, they have the foreign extra stout, they have this cold brew, they do a Guinness zero, and they do their Baltimore blonde, but then... I almost got the Guinness Zero, to believe, be honest with you. I almost did Whoa. it. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, we, we've done a non-alcoholic episode of The Hop before, once yeah. or twice. And then over at their Open Gate facility, which is in Maryland, it's an experimental facility, and it is really cool. I mean, say what you want about it, whether it's gimmicky or whatever, it is really cool. They have a Guinness IPA that they do there. They have an Amber Ale, and it's always experimental, so it's changing all the time. Like, at the, as recently as a couple days ago, before this reporting recording <laughs> they had uh, a breakfast tea amber they had a vienna Ooh. lager they had a harp lager they had an old-fashioned inspired ale they had an irish Ooh. barley porter kilkenny irish cream ale so they're doing some interesting stuff there and i would recommend that you check it out uh, some of that is directly from guinness some of it is from other breweries such as they have a smittix red ale and stuff like that but uh, it's very interesting and that happens in baltimore which makes it easier for us to get. Which we can drive yes. to. Uh, Mangers has just three quick ones. The original that I'm drinking, a pear version and a berry version. The berry version is has notes of strawberry, raspberry, and black currant. But, 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 but they make cocktails with the cider. And this is really cool to me. They've got the William Manger, uh, one and a half parts Irish whiskey, one and a half parts cinnamon, simple syrup, three parts Manger's original, splash of fresh lemon. You know, they have stuff like that, the Irish ginger, the Tipperary Tipple, and Tipperary is where this, uh, Tipperary Tipple, Tipperary Tipple, uh, is... The Tipperary is where the cidery is located, um, so that checks out. Three parts Manger's original, one part iced tea, one part and a half parts vodka, splash lemon sour mix, five mint leaves crushed. I mean, they've got a drink for everyone, so they've got cocktails that you can make with cider, which sign me up. I mean, I'm never going to say no to that. I love a good old-fashioned, and that's the life we live. So they've got the three classics and some cocktails to boot. Guinness, Magners, Sullivan's, a tip of the hat, top of the morning to you, and top of the morning to you. We're going to get the fuck out of here. It is time for our last call. Last call. So we're going to stay on the whole St. Paddy's Day theme. Uh, We're just going to look at some averages uh, because... On St. Paddy's Day, people spend a lot of money on beer. People spend a lot of bar tab money, and uh, we're just going to look at it and laugh and have a good time. Uh, so these statistics are as of 
2022 study from time2play.com. So this is the top 10 states with the highest spending per person and their tabs. Now, number one, I I mean, okay, so if you're in the U.S., you think, okay, St. Paddy's Day, beer, drinking, where would you think would be the top state per bar tab as like the highest? I got to be honest, I, I wish I hadn't looked at this before you just asked me that, because I would have thrown out a guess and it would have been way better than whatever. But I mean, in my head, top beer drinking states, I would probably throw out like Wisconsin if I was just not. I mean, I know the answer, but if I didn't, I'd probably throw out like Wisconsin would be my guess. Not because they're Irish, but because I just know that it's cold up there. They are uh, isolated. They need to fill the time. And so they just drink about it. So... That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> so that would have been my guess, but what? go ahead. Well, the answer is New Jersey with an average of a bar tab of $57.76, which... Which, honestly, I, holds up with what I just said. They they live in New Jersey yeah. and they need to drink about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't have picked New Jersey as number one, but uh, that's, that's what it is. Uh, in order to D.C., Nevada, Hawaii. Apparently, they're celebrating St. Paddy's Day over there on that island. Apparently, they're getting uh, down, for, getting down for the shamrocks. Getting down for St. Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michigan, Texas, Florida, Wisconsin is number See? eight. Massachusetts and New York. New York is number ten. Is surprising to me. I figured it would be higher also where is chicago on this list they make their freaking river green why wouldn't like people be wasted all the, the time the only reason new york being that low is surprising is because new york has the like everything is so expensive in that city that right um or you tap out after a couple beers yeah, yeah I, you would think that the bar tab would be higher because everything costs more i mean i i used to joke and i've since I left New York, I, I I maintain it. I like it would cost me less to like live in New York, fly to like Kansas, go out drinking and fly back than to just go out for a night of drinking in New York. That shit is and I don't miss that at 100%. all. One hundred percent. Yep. One hundred percent. The night of St. Patty's Day, we were celebrating Scott. I was started with Guinness. We transitioned to JMO and Ginger. I bought him a drink. Um First of all, yeah. First of all, you went, uh, you went, you went beer before liquor. Yeah, and I was fine the next morning. I'm, I'm too. Old. I I don't know. We had had Guinness like during the I'm day. Officially we too started old drinking for that. Like, that is one of my greatest fears yeah. in life. <laughs> we <laughs> we were careful about it. We started drinking at like five, like on the dot, and I just like I had two, I had a few beers, and I was feeling full, and we transitioned but uh the bar tab was uh it was not 5776 it was a little more than that but that's for bar tab now we're going to transition to uh the list of states where residents consume the most drinks okay. on St. Paddy's okay. Day okay have you looked at this well, list well i just did yeah <laughs> damn it okay well see i should, again, I should stop looking one, at the article go ahead <laughs> Number one, I wouldn't have guessed. It's Pennsylvania at 4.26 drinks. I don't know why. I don't, Philly. I just, I'm thinking, yeah, I guess. I'm thinking like Chicago or New York again. Yeah, Philly. I mean, because, I don't know. Philly, they have good beer. Philly people are also 
crazy. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. I mean, I've seen the sports documentaries. Y'all have some problems. I don't. It's like I respect the game recognizes game, but I mean, at the same time, those people are like they're pretty intense about their um. I'm uh I'm going to a Toronto Raptors 76ers game and very soon in Philly and I'm terrified. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my Raptor shit. I oh, don't I know. care, but like I I'm know just... you well enough to know you don't give a fuck. Yeah. You were repping the team. I don't give a fuck. But just don't throw anything at me. You can say whatever you want. Just don't throw anything it's at that, me. Well, yeah, the basketball team doesn't really have like No they don't yeah. have that weird green snuffle up against or whatever it is that that, that sesame street character what, oh what the hell is his it's name it's the philly so fanatic weird philly no that's so they've got the green guy for the phillies baseball team but i don't know if you've one. seen the, the orange guy it's for the gritty. hockey team isn't that his name he's that's yeah. gritty yeah that's gritty yeah, see? um i don't know if you watch abbott elementary no. but he makes an appearance on that show that show is hilarious he makes an appearance on that show and the entire time, his eyes are just, I'm like, oh, his eyes are very wide. And he's just like, I'm gritty. That's like, what that's I'm talking not how about. Like, that could it's only come terrifying. from a city that drinks. And so them at the top of the list, I I understand. In order, uh, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nevada, North Dakota, Massachusetts, West Virginia, Florida, and then Wyoming. These are so random. I wouldn't have picked most of these for List of states where the residents consume the most drinks on St. Paddy's Day. Well, Nevada's making both both lists, which makes sense. But uh, oh, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, I get yeah. But that West Virginia out. and North Dakota, those are curve balls. And again, you live in North Dakota. What are you going to do? Go do out? I, no, you're going to drink. What do I have about to do it? tomorrow? Dig my car out of the snow for six hours. Let's have another round. Let's go. <laughs> let's 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 go. We we're not ending this this uh this day we're, on a down note. We want to drink about it. So I get it. Those are some averages. Uh St. Patty's Day is a fun day. I remember before I lived in New York, I was in New York visiting, and on my way home, I happened to be going back to Connecticut on St. Patty's Day, and there were people I'm going to Grand Central, there are people yelling. They weren't yelling words, Stephen. They were just drunk Irish people in the street, just going. Ah! They're, they're not even Irish. That's what gets me about. That's what. That's my like, favorite thing about fuck? about New York specifically, yeah. but it's true in LA too. <laughs> is these are people that have no. I mean, nobody. And honestly, who am I to judge? Because I am Irish, but I'm not. I'm not Latinx, but I will be having a margarita on Cinco de Mayo. So I. There you go. Yeah, that's that that's true. So that's whatever. True. It's everybody's holiday, but you know what? It's just so funny to see them like just yelling nothing, and I'm thinking in my head, like, you're probably fucking like Canadian yeah. <laughs> or some shit. Like, shut up, you drunk ass. Take your ass home. But it's what are, what are we doing? It's here? a great holiday because it's a holiday just purely about drinking. There's no we don't have to buy anybody anything. We don't have to cook. We just, you know, put some food coloring in a beer, dye the river green and <laughs> And start doing Irish. They're magically delicious. And boom, we're off to the races. Third time's a charm. All right, we gotta go. Uh, happy St. Paddy's Day. Let us be the last to wish that to you uh, here now that it's it's officially over when the hop has declared it over. 
Amen. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Thank you for everybody for uh, subscribing, listening, laughing, loving, spreading the word. Tell your friends, tell your family. We love making the show. We love that you love us making the show and we will continue to do it because drink good beer say something nice support each other buy the buy the good the cause beer it's for a good cause it can only help Pink boots, baby. Slancha, everybody Slancha. see you in two weeks